4: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the challenge or hop up for the challenge. All stars three, episode four. How does Brian do that every week? That's a mouthful. My name is Ali Lasher and Brian is overseas. So we have the privilege of being joined by one of my favorite podcasters, people, guests, etc. Grace Leader. Grace, welcome to the podcast.
2: Uh, Lasher, how are you? <laughs> i just wanted to do it once, just that, to do was it once. Really okay, that was really
4: good that's better than ryan does it because i yeah, can hear that's
2: it great. That's great. <laughs> i'm doing well i'm excited to be here uh this is fun this is gonna be fun
4: yeah grace uh was like i'm watching that watching the season i'm interested in coming on i was like you fell right into my lap grace i need yep. a sub <laughs> yep
2: uh i've been i i am a bit of a newer challenge watcher in terms of like probably like the last five six seasons or so uh, my brother has been a long time fan and so i know i've i've told you uh that I, I i would be interested in coming on at some point um and here we are it took a while but it's all right it's great
4: so uh i know uh we're having some guest issues on ngog and Puya was like, um, I noticed, uh, I wasn't on this week when I was scheduled to be, and I was like, we're barely alive like, <laughs> we're doing the best we can, but, um, no, I'm so glad this worked out. So what, what, what gave you the itch? Like what made you want to come talk to me? Probably prefer to talk to Brian, but sadly you're talking no, to me. That's uh, what false. made you want to uh, join us?
2: <laughs> um, no, I love Brian, but you're like my favorite Allie. Um, to be I don't know. I do, uh I feel like probably, you know, I'm very excited actually uh for the the third iteration of the challenge that's coming because there's a bunch of people I know and I feel like that is probably how I got hooked. I don't know what my first season would have been. I'm trying to to think back. They all kind of like I feel like they all blend together. Um but I feel like it probably was somebody like I was like, "Oh, Jason or something like that." And so I watched and then it's really I think challenge is really fun and one of the things i think i was chatting with you about this i, I went back and watched some older seasons during the pandemic and i watched i think it's fresh meat too i think maybe and i'm just like wow like 10 10 15 years ago they just had like a trans contestant on and there's like it's not like look a trans contestant she's just on the show and just competes with the women and I'm like how how? how? Cause I feel like I had this impression of the challenge and I feel like in, in some ways it can actually be more progressive than some of these other reality shows that we watch. So in some, in some ways.
4: Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, they get a lot wrong and it's, sure. e- it's, I was going to say easy to focus on that, but no, I mean, it's necessary to focus on that, but they have gotten a lot right or right adjacent. Like, diversity in casting has really never been something that the challenge just struggled with. I mean, you know, in, they've been, I think like miles ahead of most reality shows in terms of pure casting, how they've treated all members of that cast. That's a whole different story. So again, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they've gotten it right all the time, but no, it's, it's, it's really true. Um, it's funny. You mentioned the CBS challenge, CBS edition. Um, I will say breaking news. I just saw the first commercial for that that I've seen. I don't know that it's the first Ooh. commercial that's been out, but during the Survivor uh, finale. Wow. I was watching with a friend. and I was like, Shh, I haven't seen a preview for this yet.
2: Did they accidentally leak it? Like they accidentally leaked episode eight of the
4: show. I know. Grace had her uh, spyglass out like a magnifying glass detective. Yeah, not really. It was just there.
2: <laughs> it was just there on the show. Why? I saw I tweeted. I was like, people have to have tweeted about this. And I saw one person tweet episode eight. It's just available on Amazon Plus. <laughs> Is Who it just this?
4: in Canada? Like again, I didn't maybe. check because I'm terrible. But
2: maybe just in Canada. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch it. I did not watch it. I did not watch it. So.
4: We are we remain spoiler free. What are we, Matt Lagori over there? <laughs> A lot what of Matt shade
2: on the pods the last few weeks. Yeah,
4: I, I mean. And you, and I don't know if you listened to the Muslins draft. I won't put you on the spot, but mm-hmm. his picks left a lot of questions. If I could borrow your magnifying glass, he, and the fact yes. that Kendall goes out here—spoiler alert—doesn't help the
2: case. <laughs> it. You know, it is. I feel like I have been spoiled on the. There was a season, I think two seasons ago, I definitely uh, got spoiled um, on at least one finalist. It's very annoying. It just pops up uh, on your Twitter feed. So, you know, maybe Matt should have said something, but I don't know. It happens to the best of us.
4: <laughs> I mean, he responded to my slander last week by saying this is the last must-lose draft, and I was like, it already was. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: Although big news, the DDs are back, but I haven't gone through. Honestly, I really need Brian to come through all of it and I have no idea how Beth jumping in gets involved. So, we're going to table that to next week, but something to look forward to uh for the audience for next week. I'm curious, Grace, if you had any predictions of who was going to come back? Did you see Beth coming at all?
2: Um, no, I was not expecting Beth and I'm not sure that Beth was expecting Beth based on her general demeanor during the episode. <laughs> I mean, she wins. She wins. Um, but she did. She does win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was very disappointed that she won because I felt like she just didn't really want to be there. Um, so I don't know. I was not expecting Beth, but I'm fine with it. There's a, uh, I think a really great scene in the episode with Beth and Veronica. I think it's hilarious. So I, I think it's worth it. It's fine. It's great.
4: Far be it for me to shade a woman who's dredging up drama from literally decades ago. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was interesting. It's it's also very funny to be in 2022 and think Beth would be like an alternate for something like this. Like, I remember when yeah. this, Beth was first coming back, I was like, holy shit, it's Beth. Beth is back. I mean, that's the name of this episode. She's back. Uh, it's like crazy that they tabled her. <laughs> like, But I get I get it. Um, why she's not, like, number one on the list to return. But you think if you could get Beth, it's sort of like the conversations I've been having with Brian. Beth's got all of the name recognition of Cyrus, whether or not she performs. Like, her name mm-hmm. carries the weight.
2: I mean, I don't... I, again, I, there's a bunch of seasons I've never watched, so, uh, you know, I've, I've been watching these um, all sorts seasons. But, yeah, they're... Um, so these names... Some of these names don't, like, mean... A ton to me as like a pretty new all-star. But I, I, do, I do think it's, it's very interesting. I think I've seen a lot of discourse around the season that this, this third all-star season feels a little different than the last two have felt. There was like an energy to this season. I think even um, you two are talking about it in your first podcast for this um, season that it feels like people are kind of like there to, play much more than like, this is like their current career. Um, you know, a lot of them are even talking about like retiring, um, get the last, you know, paychecks in before they're, they're, they're done. And it's kind of just playing for fun though. Um And, uh, but yeah, there's a, yeah, you know, I, I, I was quite happy to see, to see, uh, I, I, well, I, I, you know, I was indifferent to seeing Beth. And then I think she actually, um, she had at least a couple of fun moments this episode. So,
4: T- tell us earlier that's brutal to be new. I'm new on Beth. I mean, I respect it. And, and I think like, that's the right position, honestly. Like, is anybody really like falling out of their seats over it? And if you were, you weren't as soon as the challenge got started. Um, I'm interested in this day off that we get, I think we get this a lot more on all stars. Although we, we did get it on like Leroy's last season too, but you know, they, they have to fill a lot more time, stretch things out, kind of. All right, we're getting a little beer pong, BBQ. They mentioned a ceasefire is in effect. It never pays off. Like, nothing really happens as a result of this scene. But I'm just curious, from your perspective, as a, a gamer, as a... You're still a gamer if you're a D&D person, right?
2: I don't yeah, to- you don't... It's not as much, like, specifically trying to win, but it is a game with rules. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So you're a gamer, you're a reality TV fan. Is there ever really a ceasefire? Like, are you really taking time off on this day off?
2: No, because the like ceasefire is just actually a game move Um, to say you're (laughs) cease firing. You know, that's just the whole ploy in and of itself. Um, So no, there's no time off.
4: It's also pretty funny that Derek's the one narrating this because Derek is the first contestant that I can really remember who vocalized a shift from partying to like not wanting to drink, you know, immediately before an elimination or drinking on a challenge day. So it's like, uh, I don't know why I I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I can remember that Derek is really someone who (laughs) transcended that. But Uh anyway, um, one thing that is brewing on the ceasefire is this Brad MJ battle of egos. Um, it ends up, you know, Brad takes a shot at MJ giving him the sabo. MJ's like, I'm not going to let Brad get a single thing his way when we're on the authority. How long lasting do you think this uh, Brad MJ uh, feud is going to be?
2: Um, if I, it, it does feel a little like, I think it could, it could last. I think, um, I, th- I think one of the things, like, I think the underlying sto- the story that has not been told or not been told yet is, and my brother was mentioning this to me that it's very weird that like, uh, Brad, Wes and Nehemiah are all like very close. Like in this episode, Wes is like, uh, you know, talking about them being at each other and like facilitating, uh, in some cases, each other's weddings. Um, and yet it feels like. That's Wes like saying it, and he's like, you know, you know, we get to come out here and do this like amazing thing, um, and so I I feel like they're not really like Wes's name does get thrown out this episode, but uh, it's not really. I feel like you know, and I, the, I think um, Brian made a good point last week uh, or maybe the week before the podcast where it's like the longer you keep someone, around, the more likely it is that they'll. They'll be in the authority um, because as long as the authority remains, you know, three spots for men, three spots for women, um, less people, there's more, you know, the the percentage goes up. And so to keep someone and then especially if you have this group, uh, it's dangerous to keep, I think, like a, a this little, you know, these people who are very close together because every time you leave them in, you have a higher chance of uh, the, like. One, two, or three of them getting into the authority, um and so I think like uh there's more brewing maybe to this brad m j thing and m j also talked about how like he feels he's gonna be the victim of like continually being sabotaged um because it will be easy to just keep adding on, which is hilarious that he gets his first sabotage, um not from another man <laughs> from actually Kendall, um, and the people are just gonna stack onto him. I think that's like pretty fair, um although i I don't think that the same people are gonna win every challenge, so.
4: I agree. I think a couple things to unpack here. I think the MJ is getting the sabo not because, or at least we're led to believe that it's not because it's the easy choice, but because Brad is pissed that MJ told him like, your vote doesn't matter. Cyrus is going to get voted in. I don't care what you think about the ethics of the move. Um, Because like, like you said, MJ got it from Kendall, but also MJ wasn't the first man to get a Sabo. Right? No. Jordan was and he would have yeah. been. And then Wes. So like a lot of Sabos went around before MJ. So I don't think that these two in a row are going to really be significant. Um,
2: Can I say well, I really like the Sabo because it feels so meaningless and yet everyone's getting so petty over them. So I love <laughs> it. I love it. It's perfect.
4: I agree. It's a huge improvement on the concept of the, like the lifesaver of like having something to have to sort of show your hand. They broke the lifesaver last season. The Sabo, I yeah. think, is is more successful. Um, but then the Brad MJ piece and, and like you said, you were talking with your brother about the relationship between Nehemiah, Brad and Wes. This was something that was interesting last season that Brad and Nehemiah were on opposite sides of the house. And it was sort of unclear how Wes's addition and the relationships last season were going to impact this season. This feud between Brad and MJ, which honestly seems insane, like baseless.
2: Yes, uh, pretty baseless. Yes.
4: um, Is the best thing to happen to Wes's game because the further... MJ and Brad get apart from each other, which they should be working together based on last season, the closer Brad is going to get from like, now he's like, I'm willing to protect Wes unless it hurts me. Well, if he gets completely pushed out of his last season Alliance, maybe he's going to be willing to protect Wes, even if it hurts him because he's got nobody else.
2: True. Yeah, that's a good point.
4: Um, all right. What did you think of Darrell's claim that he was purposely avoiding being in the authority? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Up until now, I don't believe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I've, I. I, the, I. I've been pretty back and forth on the the actual dailies. Um, I, I feel like uh, last week's was probably my favorite, but I don't. I don't think like I feel like last week's. Uh, I really like last week. The you know, it's the I guess playing dirty, the one in the mud. Um, but I feel like you pointed out last week that it's like um, it's kind of a crapshoot if you whether you uh, end up sort of in the tussle to find one of the last balls or not. Um, this week's, I mean, uh, I mean, he very, maybe this was supposed to not be in the authority and then also just not have to, uh, put up with any of the height shenanigans, um, that are going on. But I, I don't think he's purposely trying to keep himself out of the authority. It is interesting. I know you're talking in episode one about how, yes, um, says like, oh, good, I'm not going to come in first. And then he ends up coming in second and then has power, has the same power except for the sabotage. Um, so I, I, you know, if that is something people are doing is to keep themselves authority. But again, I feel like three people um, are safe. It's such a, it's a pretty big risk to then make yourself vulnerable. I think.
4: Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying what Darrell's selling here, especially no. in the confessional, like get out of here, Darrell. Although I was very sad to see him get out of here this week. Unrelated. Me too, yeah. Speaking of things I was sad to see, let's talk about Naya and Jordan.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. We get two. We get two of theirs. so We get two seats with them this week. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Let's combine it. Like, I am not speaking. i not buying. I am not buying that this was their first expression of the sexual chemistry that's been brewing for years. Get the hell out of here.
2: So this is the other piece that, so, uh, going back and listening to your episode one, uh, the premiere pod, which was actually for episode one and two. Um, you both like, kind of like, yeah, I guess I don't know if they're dating or not, or whether they are or whatever. And I saw this, uh, too, in some of the like, uh, group chats, uh, uh, th- that i'm in about yeah people are very confused they're like are they dating or they're not they're not dating um because they're making jokes about like proposing and buying vacation homes together there's no way this is their like yeah their first moment of like ah okay now we can let her go (laughs) there's no way
4: grace i am so bad at like falling for celebrity couples that are together because of pr like i never think of things like that i'm just like oh like this, like, this couple just happened to meet on the movie set of this movie that's coming out in two months. And now everybody wants to see it because they think they're dating, blah, blah, blah. Like, this has to be PR, right?
2: So, so I am the same that I, I. I get, maybe I like, I uh, am like a hopeless romantic and that I'm always like, yeah, okay, yeah, they're together, you know, that's great. Um, there's a great TikTok account that I, maybe I'll, I'll have to send you. That's like someone who like specifically does all the detective work to figure out like what couple relationships are all PR stunts. Um, this <sighs> one, I, yeah, that this one. That will ruin
4: my whole life, Grace.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then once you know, you'll feel better. You'll feel better about yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> then the ones that are not on there, those ones are all real, true love, you know? <laughs> uh it only makes you more romantic about the ones that are real so um yeah (laughs) i i you know what i i'm kind of in the middle i don't think that it's a fake i don't know if it's a pr relationship but i do think there's a little bit of like um uh what if we what if we like come in and we kind of pretend we're not together but then we'll very quickly get together you know that's how i that's how i'm reading it that they're like we could get camera time if we develop our relationship while we're on the challenge rather than coming in as a couple.
4: And, and like, I mean, that's a very optimistic viewpoint. Like they, <laughs> neither of them would be back. Neither, of, maybe Jordan at some point, but I really don't think that Jordan would be back this soon without Naya. Like, they're, and, and like, I feel like they're sort of like, they both needed each other to like redeem each other, quote unquote, from their horrible things that they did on their own seasons. And so maybe it's like the earnest explanation is like, well, they both understood what the other was going through. And so they sort of like trauma bonded about like being canceled and fired and in commiserating, they found understanding and feelings for each other. Or they're like, you know, it would really help us out (laughs) if we became a couple and then we're both cast on the show. Like, when were we ever seeing Nia again? Answer, never.
2: Yeah, I don't think ever. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, to never yeah. see them again
2: mm-hmm. well I, I thought might we might lose one of them and we were wrong
4: um, the second biggest couple of the season who's probably more committed to each other than I and Jordan are Kayla and Sylvia
2: um, yes yeah, very cute uh, was it this uh, it, which is like, uh, yeah she's like I have a sabotage uh, it's like well with our sabotage like, sorry it's your sabotage it's like, no it is our
4: sabotage <laughs> yeah that was cute <laughs> I like their their strong female friendship we love to see it Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see them you know it's not going to be like the um, Veronica and um, oh my god Tina where it's like immediately I'm voting you in that's hilarious that's the
2: best you want to be ride or dice and then like ooh, I think I have to vote you
4: in nobody (laughs) asked are you sure you want to vote send her in in. I guess I guess I gotta do
2: it you really twisted my arm you really broke my knuckle here
3: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: But what's your read on the treehouse of it all? Like, you know, are oh. we... I find myself a little frustrated, and I think the edit did an amazing job this episode of, like, highlighting how there is, like a strong group of women that could organize against the treehouse women and right. and yet they don't.
2: Yeah, do you know it's so yeah, that is I I did think that that was good that like the, the everybody else is just sort of like individuals floating around. They're not doing a very good job of coming together. I'm it's kind of annoying to me that like I I feel like I shouldn't really I I Like, I feel like in any other season, I'm not really rooting for Kendall or Kellyanne, or that I'm like, I like them, but I would rather them. I rather like kind of like um, more maybe like hate watch than I am this season. We're like, they're the underdogs, and Kendall's like, you know, when Beth comes in, it's like, yes, okay, like, uh, like, uh, you know, I have, we finally have water and we have more people who can come to our side. And they're like, yeah, pitted as these underdogs. And I feel like they're not like typical. good under underdogs does this make sense like i I feel bad kind of rooting for them if that makes sense
0: i
4: agree and it's funny because um i message you talking about your group chats all the group chats popping off i yeah. i talk a lot to um someone about the season and we adamantly disagree about our takes on kendall where she and this is michelle shout out to michelle she thinks that um you know, Kendall has a really good point about like what people have left behind, and like Kayla kind of doesn't really belong in this segment of the challenge that she should still be on, like the main show, and is like sort of ruining the spirit of like mm. the throwback season. Okay. And I'm out here like, I don't really like feel for Kendall, like just because you left your kids, like people, like it's really not an age thing, right? It's like Kellyanne, I looked all this up, I think is like 30 four or something like J- jane is 33 right. veronica and tina are older they were working with the treehouse, so like it doesn't actually seem to be an age divide in which case what frustrates me are kendall and i do kind of agree that i have this like i'm tempted to root for her like i'm certainly rooting for her against beth but yes. it doesn't feel great because one i don't think her strategy is sound it's not like she's like being scrappy about it or like organizing she's just kind of complaining about the situation and um i immediately forgot my other point so i'm just gonna rest on that one until it comes back <laughs> it's a really me. good
2: one though it's really good yeah yeah and then yeah I, I mean i guess the best example that like kendall actually doesn't have this like great strategy that like her and kellyanne are sort of like pitted as these uh, underdogs who they are like Getting voted in, the the two people who are like sort of yeah, we'll put one of them up against Beth, even if they come back. Like they're not like they're like suddenly going to be like immersed in in the rest of this treehouse uh, group. Um, but yeah, there is sort of a you know a, a group of people, uh, the women who they could pull together. It's not like um, the rest of the women are like this complete majority and are dominating um, you know the the game and and in the authority completely. So.
4: The the worst thing about season one was like the lack of strategy in certain right. aspects. And Kendall is like, well, that's how the game should be played. And it's like, no, I don't think you need to bow down and kiss the ring with Kayla. But I think you need to be like either winning everything, which you're not doing or, you know, start. You know, unionizing, like start getting the vent, which she sort of starts doing with Beth. But then I'm like, maybe you know what? Maybe we don't have a true insight of the house. Maybe it is just so deeply the the treehouse, and the treehouse has branches that go beyond where we see. Because she does immediately see Beth and start trying to get into Beth's ear about working together. So, you know, who knows? I have more faith in Kellyanne. I think. I think Kendall. Oh, this is what I was going to say. To make a survivor analogy that's not going to really pay off so much like the analogies in the season of survivor. I think like Lindsay was too focused on the wrong target, right? She was just like Jonathan, 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 Mm Jonathan, and couldn't see the Marianne through the trees. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Kendall here is like Kelly. Kendall's like biggest issue is like the young people don't belong here. And, and you can reasonably agree or disagree with that, but like, stop limiting your scope to that, Kendall, because that's going to get you played out of the game.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, she's out of the game now. No,
4: yeah. I'm and I feel bad about that, but we'll get. to. All right. We'll just, I'm so excited when I get to the end. Um, I know. Uh, OK, let's talk about the challenge. I, what did you think of uh, Wes's greeting to the great TJ? Oh,
2: I love that. I love that. <laughs> It was great. It was really great. Uh, what exactly? I can't even remember exactly what he says, but he, he just insults him, right?
4: He says, He's... "Hey, sick fuck," <laughs> which is still jarring to me. I have to say, I have a lot of streaming services. I primarily watch things on streaming services now. Like it's still when like a hard f bomb is dropped on like the circle or something, it still like jolts me.
2: Yeah, I um I I am uh peek behind the scenes. I'm I'm tr- I'm up at my parents' place. I'm house sitting for them, but they are still here, and I wanted to rewatch the episode one more time. Yeah, yeah. just Wes coming out (laughs) fuck, as my parents are, you know, just like minding their own business and I (laughs) intrude into their house to watch the Challenge All-Stars, I feel like. Yeah, it was a little jarring. Paramount Plus, you know. (laughs) Go for it.
4: It's also a real podcast situation with Wes, saying that to DJ.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be my new podcast opening. I really, this is (laughs) something you don't know about me. I really hate the intro and outro to podcasts. I always feel very much like... I I don't really know what to say, and you know, there's so many good. Be- like Josh Wiggler is the perfect. He always has like a per- the perfect outro. He has his thing, but I think yeah, hey you sick fucks could be a good <laughs> could be my new opening line. I think
4: I think that's incredible. No I matter agree. what pod I'm on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I agree, Grace. I hate the intro as I make clear every time I'm forced to open this show. Yeah. Um, I hate it on NGOG. I, I will say a style I really like, if this is helpful at all, uh, to give a shout out to a survivor alumni, uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Rourke Luskin. So Rourke has like a relationship podcast called Finding Mr. Height. And um, they end it just extremely conversational, like to each other. They're just like, all right, have a good night talk oh, to you that's next week sick, sweet. and Sorry. it's very pleasant the way that it ends but i've not been able to master that in my social life i can't like do a graceful <laughs> exit so like why would i
2: be doing that on yeah podcast? fair enough <laughs> yeah um, you know and i the thing that i have the problem with is i do the multiple like well it's getting late you know and then which means i would like to go and then i then a few minutes later i'm like well i should probably get going you know so i feel like you know if i just tried to do my actual goodbyes to people on a podcast it would take like another 15 minutes
4: it's like my mom on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I should go 20 yep. minutes later. I said, I have well, to go. Well, I don't I think it. there's
2: anything else, you know, and I still stay on the line. Yeah.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But all right. So we we already talked about Beth coming in. I, I don't think Beth is like a pretty good, like sort of pound for pound sub for Tina and Jemmy. It's like almost like it's. Yeah. It's like the old school of Tina, the like mouthy confessional of Tina and it, it It does make sense.
2: Uh, yeah, it is wild though that, that that's that's just. I think your call last week that it was just going to be like Cynthia uh, was was a really good call. But yeah, the fact that Beth has just been like hanging out as a backup alt. Uh, do you think they flew her? No, because they have to do all the COVID stuff, right? So she's just been hanging out.
4: Yeah, I'm sure it's available. Like I would venture to guess that it is available somewhere on Challenge Mania or the. Ch- is, I don't know if the Challenge Official Podcast covers All Stars or Beth's Twitter. Uh, I don't have that information. I'm like, sure it's explained somewhere in the world and somebody will at me about it and I will acquiesce to the adding for that purpose. But yeah, I feel like she had to be in quarantine.
2: Yeah. Do you think that this line, like the challenge where Beth is like, I've had a lot of families that I am not coming over my fear of heights. Do you think that like, do you th- is there, am I a conspiracy theory right now that like they've like brought her out and then she was like, no, thank you. So she was at actually the replacement. But then she like hung around for a free vacay and then was like, you know, there's an injury and she's like, all right, I guess I'll go. I'll come hang Can out. Can
4: you do that? Can you decline to be on the show after being flown out and just <laughs> stick around? <laughs> I Is don't that-
2: know. That's why that's the dream, though. Right.
1: <laughs>
4: See, I really connected with Beth's, Beth's logic about like, you know, I've been through enough. I'm not going through this like that. Like it boils down to that is such a funny. I mean, I I feel bad for her health stuff and her family stuff, but like, what a funny way to get out of something like a real not today
2: but the real thing is that it's in the moment she's up on the thing. Like it's her, like you come overcome your fears. And I, I felt a little like, and I'm okay. If you want to call me, people could call me evil for like, I I promise I'm not trying to like joke about her. If she has family, like if this is implied that there's family health problems, but she, it doesn't seem like she has current has health problems. And it's like, well, my dad has a cold, so I don't think I'm going to overcome my fear of heights. today. (laughs)
4: but that's my energy like i'm here for that so hard like the person i like got voted out as survivor so like i'm not gonna try this today like i sorry. do like
2: a good excuse to you know not do something so you know i guess it's fair yeah but Yeah. let's talk you know. about my dad stubbed his toe so i don't think <laughs> do, i don't think i could do the pots <laughs>
4: Literally, that's like me getting out of an NGOG record. Um, But let's set up the challenge because the fear of heights ends up determining everything. So it's high stakes, 150 feet in the air, baby. The end of they have to make teams of three, which is very interesting. They have no idea why. And all three of them have to go out on a plank. Time will begin. They start a math equation. First person to solve it automatically ends up in the authority and they can determine who drops first of the other two. And that is a person who will be sort of up for elimination. You know, basically the person who wins the challenge with the fastest time, whoever they dropped is going into elimination. Alas, there are two DQs. So that really ends up not mattering at all. But as a concept, I, kind, I liked a lot of the new elements, both picking your own team, to go against without this really is a knowing. classic
2: camp trick Allie, <laughs> uh which is get in groups of three and then all the friends get together all the three friends they're like oh uh, we'll just well, let's be in a group of three and you say all right one of you is a one of you is b and one of you is c and then we split into teams uh it's classic camp trick so yeah it was good although yeah. kayla was all over it
4: yeah, you got to wake up pretty early to get one over on Kayla. And the way yeah. the teams shake out, it's like, you know, you'd expect Nehemiah, Brad and Wes to have thought about that. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems like they didn't. I'm just looking at the rest of the team. So the way it breaks out is Veronica, Naya and Kendall. So that, you know, checks out. Um, Ronnie, Beth and John A, pretty random MJ, Jordan and Durrell, Mark. Yes. And Derek kayla sylvia and Kellyanne, knee brad nehemiah brad and wes so it kind of seems like nobody else really thought of that also what what could they have thought was going to happen like they were going to work you like they were going to have nehemiah brad and wes compete against kayla sylvia and Kellyanne.
2: (laughs) i don't know i don't know uh you know kayla's like we don't have to we don't have to vote somebody or like i i think the fear for kayla was like one of the people in our group is going to be on the like we're the bottom and one of them has to be picked you know um, so I don't want it to be, I want there to at least be another choice from someone, not in the trio, which is very smart.
4: And that happened in the past with teams yeah. on all stars is like right. one person's going to be the leader and that person's either going to be out or, you know, whatever. Like, so it was impressive thinking from Kayla. I want to talk about the fear of heights. Cause I don't know how you are with heights. Grace totally. Fine. I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with heights. Mm-hmm. I have other skills, but dealing with this would be very hard for me to do. What mm-hmm. confused me though is that, um, what confused me though is that like it didn't factor in. So, like, Sylvia is someone who freaks out but then ultimately gets on the plank, and that doesn't yes. penalize her in any way. I almost thought the time should have started before they walked to the plank.
2: Ooh. I That's didn't good. really
4: get why we're already out there. So like literally all you have to do if you're Darrell and Beth and I'm sympathetic, I would have a very hard time doing this is just go out there and stand there and hope that your person who's going to win doesn't drop you first or Kinda deal with them beat someone else or not even just like the odds are pretty mm. decent that you won't automatically be in the bottom
2: uh if you distract somebody as well if you distract your other two that takes forever then you're definitely not going to be no you would be well i guess maybe drop first but
4: maybe it takes longer
2: yeah well the whole thing is that there's two dqs here i didn't really so i very much agree with your takes that the heats anytime it's heats it's less fun i like it so much more when you can sort of like you know when it's like yeah, very clearly, this person is first, and this person is like fourth, and this person is last. That's that's way better. But whatever. Sometimes they're like stuck with what they have to do. Um, then they this they use discount nerdle, um, which I, I'm a big fan of nerdle, <laughs> but <laughs> not discount nerdle. It's, it's kind of discount nerdle uh, if you're a fan of the math game. Um, and I don't know why. Why did they have it so that the person why could Because they want two people to drop, but couldn't you just like even the second person uh, who does it, can't they can't they just drop them after they have finished the equation? You get right and then you drop like I guess they want the unexpectedness thing, but the whole fact of like one person gets it and the other two immediately drop and you have to like I also have to pick which one dropped actually dropped first. It was a little silly to me. It's a little silly.
4: You know, that's really fair that maybe it should have just been like the last in the team to get the equation. And then the worst person in the equation, like the worst person have done the equation, the person who did the equation, the least amount of time, whatever. But Discounted I like the aspect of the sort of the coconut chop. It didn't end up mattering. But you could like see a world maybe where it might matter, where it's like, oh, Brad chose West to drop first. He's more loyal to Nehemiah than West. But like, it didn't matter because the two DQs.
2: He kind of implied that he actually regretted it. So I, I guess there is there is interesting game theory to to that but i don't I, this feels like um another show that i love taskmaster sometimes they buy a prop and then i feel like the task is all is is so not doesn't make any sense but it's because they bought this nice prop and i feel like this is what happened here where they're like we got to figure out how to use we're gonna have, we're gonna bungee jump that <laughs> Um, and so we got to figure something out. And like the fact that they didn't like height adjust it for is it Veronica? Oh, who, that was
4: a crime! A c- crime was committed. It's a true
2: crime. Oh, <laughs> and then that my okay. One more complaint about nerdle is that they're like it seemed like all the men had the same. I couldn't quite tell. I, I would have to go back and do some detective. I would have to put my spyglass on. Yeah, but all the men had the <laughs> same glass. equation, and all the women had the same equation. But then they're like the sabotage is you have to wait a minute, and it's like but also no peeking. You can't peek, but you could just look. They clearly could have just looked over, I think. Like, MJ could have just looked over at uh, whoever Jordan was beside him. He just could have looked over, I think.
4: Well, MJ does end up winning. So I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned Nerdle because I had the same thought, because there's just. No, if all of the answers were two digits, there was just almost no world. I feel like with the configuration that the multiplication sign was going to be the correct sign. Like, that's something you look at. There's no negative number. So, like, uh-huh. it, at least in the men's numbers, it, the equation, it was kind of easy to figure out, I thought. Um, yes, there is an
2: addition and, an, and a subtraction question, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, but I thought there was a times option. But like there was because it. it
2: I mean, this is very sad, but there's one but where it's like, oh, it's going to be three times 11 is 33. Like there is like there was, you know, a way that they could have done a multiple, but they did. That's yeah.
4: I, I that's my big nerdle strategy is like I got to find out if the equal sign is two digits or three digits away right. from the end of the right. <laughs> end of the day.
2: Correct. And then I'm going to yes. start
4: using my little times. Anyway, right. nobody cares about my I strategy. I good, use the same like, equation
2: every time. It's great. Yeah, I love
4: Doctor so. Amanda is like somewhere. Yeah, this is Doctor
2: Amanda's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: but all right, so Kayla and Brad run it back. They're the winners again. Uh, MJ, John A, Veronica, and Mark gonna make up the authority. Gotta be honest, like I need some sort of upset. But to your, I feel like we discussed this earlier. Like you just have such a big group. It's almost like there's. Very few configurations. Like Mark is not very clearly in the treehouse, although he's probably aligned with Derek more than a West. But maybe he is aligned with that. Anyway, like Brad is the only person with like a clear difference of opinion from the other five people in the authority, and like he's obviously not going to be able to get anything going.
2: I would bet that the authority shrinks at some. Some point and perhaps yeah. even soon, um, but that is kind of the problem right now, is that like even if you're the only way to sort of save your is to get in, but if you're in power, you actually don't have a ton of power you're one you're one of six votes, um so that's pretty pretty tough um yeah, like at the beginning, they were kind of doing like, okay, well, I'll save someone, but you're gonna run out of options at some point, so. Yeah. I don't know. The challenge over the, like, has there really ever, have they ever figured out the perfect, like, I, I, I like that the daily means something so the last person is in. And obviously like the main challenge has been doing a lot of like, you know, the, it's the house vote. Um, so I don't know. I feel like uh, this one is like, it's so close, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's perfect. Um, like the votes almost seem pretty inconsequential when they like, they'll they'll cut back and be like, here's who everybody voted for on the authority. Um, so I don't know.
4: Yeah, I I think a smaller authority even from the beginning is probably important here. I don't know that they first like could see like a huge alliance building from right from the jump. Um, but if you if like the authority was Kayla and Brad, maybe that's a little bit more interesting this week. Although Mark, you know, who knows if Mark wanting Jordan and then everybody kind of agreeing on Jordan was the reason that it was Jordan or if Brad's defense of West made it so that it was Jordan instead of West. Like, I don't really know. Um, but you know, MJ and John a did vote for West. So maybe there was a little bit of dissent even amongst the tree house. Mm-hmm. And then Kendall gets a unanimous vote. And I think that's as much as it is credit to the Treehouse. It is a discredit to Kendall. Cause I really don't see her sort of playing the game.
2: Yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, even, um, I feel like Kellyanne gives her like the pep talk. Is it this, this episode? That might be last episode. Or is it this episode where she's like, I don't really know why you gave MJ the sabotage, but like, all right, cool. You know, uh, it's <laughs> like Kellyanne is like, you know, giving the strategy talk to, to Kendall. So I feel like, yeah, Kendall's, I think, uh, on the most on the outs, but Kellyanne's there too. And I think Kellyanne's a better competitor but they i feel like you know at the end of it we'll get to the but they're surprised by the outcome of the it felt like it didn't really matter who they voted in um because they felt like beth was defeated you know right
0: yeah right with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
0: sorry sorry we're here
1: we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps)
4: Um, what do you think of Darrell's approach to not call somebody out that he doesn't care who he gets?
2: Should well, he have he, said,
4: please not Jordan.
2: <laughs> well, no, he wanted Jordan, right? That's what he He says I would, because he doesn't want to face him in a final. Um, so I mean, I think ulti- like it to be a little bit results oriented, it doesn't really matter because he gets what he wants and it's, it doesn't end up being the right, um, decision. Um, I'm not sure that he has a good shot against Wes in, in the challenge. Um, anyway uh if wes ends up going in um but i feel like yeah from a game player move i feel like i like to because he's having that conversation with mark and mark's like do you want one of them and i feel like if he knows he wants one of them i feel like it's the bad it's a it's a worse social move to say yeah you, like you decide right the people who are impa- like you know i feel like you do kind of want um sometimes I think when, if you, if they really don't care which one is and, and obviously Mark ends up voting in Jordan so I wouldn't have mind Darrell saying I want to face Jordan it feels like the bond the, the bond is stronger between Mark and Darrell if Darrell's like yeah I would love to face Jordan and if you put Jordan in that would be very I'd be very appreciative of it right I feel like it's the better move to pick a name in this well, instance
4: no I, I agree I do think it's always I think it's better to pick a name because I don't I don't know that well. The person's either going home or you're going home. I, I yeah. agree with you. Um, I do think though. Let's just get to the challenge. It's steamroller. They're going to be inside in and steel barrel, and it's basically another iteration of the LT Mark challenge. Of you're going to have competing like pressure being applied and who can overtake the other. It's interesting. Wes and Darrell, I think would have been different if only because nobody's got the endurance of Jordan. Right. So if the game is you have to wait the other person out, you're never going to outweigh Jordan. You right. probably have a better chance of outweighting outweighting Wes.
2: Yeah, I think it's almost like the where like uh I think Wes has the, would have had the might have had the ability in this challenge to get off to a better start like Darrell got off to, but Darrell might have a better chance of then like you know, if Wes is a little bit more fatigued to be able to to push it back. I still think Wes I don't I really don't think Darrell wins uh against either of them, but um I and I was surprised that he 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 was very close to beating Jordan here. Very close.
4: This challenge is like to me was the number one chance to get Jordan.
1: Like it's
4: so weight dependent. It didn't seem like there was anything anyone could do to like throw your body in an easier way to like make it roll. If you didn't have the weight, you know, besides the other person totally gassing out. And so if, if someone like Darrell can't beat Jordan at this, who's beating Jordan in an elimination in any elimination.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was very impressed by Jordan here because uh it 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 looked like he was going to get pretty much blown out. Yeah, I don't I didn't love this um this elimination challenge. Um it, it just cuz it's it is very similar to the stuff we've you know that big the rotating thing. Um I I feel like we've seen variations of this like uh there was like a sand tug of wary one that I've seen before as well. Um and especially because it did seem like if you had a weight advantage then you're good to go, um, but I, I guess not the case. Uh, Darrell does not win. So,
4: yeah, I agree. I didn't like this challenge. I don't like when there's not much you can do. I mean, besides like wait, literally like Darrell's legs giving out. Like that was also like an insane way for him to give out. It really did yeah, seem brutal. like he had nothing left. Yeah. Um. I so he, it, he
2: jumped out so he wouldn't roll around like a hamster, right?
4: Yeah, I think that's. Right. I think he was just he had to get out. He yeah. had to get. Relief. He was gonna
2: like yeah, be like in a in a in a dryer which
4: i thought that would have been a dq i'm like surprised that jordan even knew to like roll all the way to the end i thought the horn was gonna blow when Darrell exited the two that's
2: yeah that's true i feel like if you get out like give me a minute give me a sec Uh, i'll get back in (laughs)
4: um which maybe i don't know the rules like i imagine you had to be in the whole time but i wonder if you could have like popped halfway out and like held on and like whipped the wheel that way like if there was any like thing you could do not entirely like a dog the wheel. with his head
2: out the window like you, <laughs> yeah, let me take a little break
4: <laughs> like i was thinking more like a, a kid in a sleeping bag like oh, you're yes. halfway up the sleeping bag yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: um Fair. yeah I, I don't know i like beth comes out with the wind here to me it's sort of like it's i'm still nooch on it like you said earlier um gotta give credit to jordan he is an unbelievable athlete Mm -hmm. the one thing i should say about who could beat him like mj did beat him in like a very easy math equation so to the extent (laughs) that jordan (laughs) gets hosed on something like that like that's maybe what it'll take
2: yeah something that's more puzzling i uh are you a fan of the fact that like there's just been this thing in the uh, regular chat where it's like uh Okay, if it's this thing, send me in. You know, Fessy's being like, is Hall bra? Send me in. Do you like the fact that you have to make a decision before you ever see the cha- before you ever see the what the elimination challenge is?
4: Are you a fan of seeing what the elimination challenge is? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I go back and forth. I'm sure I've talked about this and like you could play back me saying things that are counter to this. Right now in this moment, like, especially for all-stars, I like that the decision has to be made before you see it. I feel like it got too cute with needing the skulls and like wanting to see it. And is this going to be my time? It was interesting to watch, but like for a pure all-star season, I like having to make the decision and then having to deal with a uh, lady luck at the arena.
2: Yeah. I go back and forth. Cause like there, I like it when it's fun. When like somebody like send me in and then they lose. Like I want that drama moment um but from like a i really like rules and and speaking of you know getting too cute with the skulls and whatnot tj tell me what the freaking stars mean just tell me i tell the people what the stars this is my big take about all reality shows is it's better if the players know the rules of the games that they're playing and can then make decisions based around that um so yeah i think i i don't mind like yeah don't know what the challenge is you gotta risk you know going up against whoever, yeah, if you send someone in who's like really good at a puzzle because you think you can beat them and it's a puzzle, you know, yeah,
4: I totally I agree, good. I totally agree, also again, where are Tina stars, where's Jimmy Star? I guess it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if like the women only have a, like I mean that's gotta be clear that it's gonna be like the most stars. It can't be like x stars mean x many minutes or whatever because the men have more than the women or maybe it can because there's one man and one woman who will win um but like the women are down four stars from the total pot i guess beth replaces jemmy so tina left with three stars yeah that didn't get yeah, applied so
2: three, yeah three so the stars. women are
4: down three stars i don't know yeah. it was interesting to see Durrell sort of logic his way into being okay going in because he wanted the stars so maybe we'll start to see more of that i mean even though they don't know what it's for
2: speaking about earlier when he says it in a confessional <laughs> Uh, he does say in the confessional uh, that he's just like, you know, I, because I, he's the one last episode, he thinks, like, tell us what the stars mean. I don't know, right. are they money or they power whatever? And this episode, he's like, you know, I don't care. I'm going to go fight. You know, like, <laughs> if they end up being worthless, like, I don't, it, what I'm saying in this episode, I don't think it me. if Darrell's like finds out that the stars are worth very little, he's still not getting on the thing to make sure he doesn't go into elimination. Um, totally. But I think it's more fun if he knows. What they're, and then it could be like, yeah, I want to go after those stars, you know? So.
4: Oh, I, I mean, look, we're, Brian and I both agree with you on that. We got to know what the rules are. We've got to know what we should be doing uh, for what rewards, outcomes, blah, blah, blah. Totally agree. Um, but let's let's talk about the outcome of Darrell and uh, Kendall, who are leaving us today. Um, it sounds like they're departing from the world. No, just the game. <laughs> We like yes. to rank the folks that we think are the most likely to return. Um, so I can give you the men who have left. If you want to do a quick rundown, where do you him. think? I got them. Oh, you're uh, mm-hmm. Grace. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, where do you think the men the men fall?
2: I think Darrell is the most likely to return of all those uh, people because he he has this such clear like redemption story of like making the last two All Stars Finals and then not making it. So it feels he feels i think pretty uh i actually think in the order that they've gone out is the is the likelihood of them uh of them coming back uh cyrus and then latarian and then tyler i very much enjoyed tyler for the one episode um he was on but i think your points were were made that he did not change his strategy um at all and i don't i don't think if he comes back he's going to do it um anything differently so i don't know that we need tyler although you know some LGBTQ representation on shows is never a bad thing. Uh, so, But I, I kind of just put the men in the order that they've been el- eliminated from least likely to most likely to return, I think.
4: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think Darrell, I agree with you that Darrell is number one. I still think I give the slight edge to LT over Cyrus, um, particularly with some speculated relationship drama, but True. I, I digress. Um, and then Tyler, a sad fourth, because I, I love Tyler, uh, but I don't know that he's going to get more chances, but I won't complain if he's back on the show. And then what about the women?
2: Um, well, <laughs> I feel like I, want, I almost want to give the same answer. I think maybe Tina <laughs> because she goes out, uh, on, I think I could see, uh, Tina back maybe over, over Kendall. Um, but yeah, I would probably just go the I'd, I'd go kind of the same that like I put Kendall, Tina and then Jemmy, Melinda sort of in the same tier. And then, yeah, I'm not sure we see Cynthia back.
4: See, that's interesting. I think Melinda is the all stars darling with the exception of John mm-hmm. A. I put Melinda at number one. I think Kendall is number two because basically the show has no villain and they're tr- trying to make Kendall the villain. Yes, And then Tina, Jemmy, Cynthia. But. It'll be interesting to see. uh, I I don't think we actually checked what happened based on what we thought from last season, because far be it from the challenge or hop up to uh, pay attention and follow through. (laughs) But Uh Uh it would have been interesting to see.
2: Yeah uh yeah i think at that, that point about like the show wanting a villain like i think they were very excited for like the energy that Wes was bringing. like that feels almost in some ways like because uh, produced in some way of like can you come in and give us like all the villain t- can you just like revel in the sabotages and all of this stuff because he, right. he ends up in the first um authority and he's like yeah we should just pick the person who came in last uh, second last uh please like he was not like immediately playing the villain so i think that's kind of a good point that like yeah Kendall maybe is as close to a villain as they have on the on the women's side
4: and they're very much trying to like to, it's an interesting point about Wes they also like Wes and confessionals, like perfect I got Jordan out without having to do anything right. and it's like was that really credit to you or like everyone uh-huh. could just see that Jordan's the best athlete in the house
2: yes that's hilarious mm. yes
4: all right Grace I think that does it for this episode wow. um thank you for joining me this is so fun it flew
2: by thanks for having me on this is great
4: I would say anytime, time and I mean any time, but as you've seen, it's difficult to schedule. with
2: me. The, the thing but, for me, I, I, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, I, I don't know if you know, people often tell me, I do a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I'm like on vacation this week. And like, I think I still have like three podcasts tomorrow. So, um, yeah. So, you know, but, uh, I make time for you, Allie and maybe Brian.
4: Yeah, it's really any time that works for me. You're welcome back. Uh, but no, Grace, I appreciate it. So yeah, tell people, the queen of podcasting, where can people uh, hear you, find you? I Maybe mean, don't want them to find you, but
2: whatever. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> uh, here on Rob as a podcast, uh, reality TV wrap ups, I do a show called the Off Speed Podcast, which is covering sports. Um, and we tweaked it uh, a little while ago where we dive into different worlds of sports. So we've talked about like Australian rules football with Peter Guess. Uh, we talked about her- the sport of hurling, an Irish sport with Aiden. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the Off Speed Podcast. We found Mike Bloom and MLB team uh, a few weeks ago. So that's some very fun. And then I do a lot of stuff over on uh, post show recap. I've wrapped up, I feel like, a bunch of shows recently. Heartstopper, The Wilds, Russian Doll, um, a bunch more probably that I'm forgetting, and currently covering Under the Banner of Heaven, the Andrew Garfield show uh, on Hulu, and Shining Girls with Dr. Amanda and Dr. Melissa. I'm with the Doctors. Uh, and then weekly movie coverage over on PSR as well um, with Ariel. So, yeah, uh, if any of that sounds like something you want to hear me talk more about, I'm on Twitter, at Grace.
4: Yeah, if you have taste and you like shows that <laughs> yeah. are good shows highbrow yeah we have nothing in common but you can check out crazy so i guess no just i'm just uh, you know the challenge all stars is like really the maximum brain power i can give i think i told dr amanda i was going to get into severance i've watched one episode but it's
2: very good that's very good it's worth watching. yeah yeah
4: we should we should find a highbrow television show for me
2: like finding
4: good. MLB shows for Mike Bloom, a uh, team's shows. LOL, <laughs> for, for Mike <laughs> Their Bloom. Shows. Where is where is the highbrow content that I could talk to people at work about around the Zoom water cooler?
2: Uh, I am at. let's do it. Let's figure it out. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work, but all right.
4: Well, <laughs> you can check out NGOG. Uh, we had an episode drop, drop more or less on time. Uh, Anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. You want to hear me and Akiva talk? I think we mentioned new girl like three times this episode and uh, you know, we're always here. You could subscribe. That's how brands it. You just can subscribe at RobinsonWebsite.com website.com slash challenge. iTunes. You could follow me at last tweets. You could follow Brian at Cohen, Brian underscore uh, Brian will be returning from his travels uh, for next week. So uh, as Brian would say until then, have a good one.